Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Vice President Kamala Harris has been tasked by the Biden administration to take on a number of issues and tasks from immigration to abortion to voting rights. Behind the scenes, many are reporting, including the Washington Post, that the vice president is building a network of liberal activists around her. And the question then becomes how much of that is helping the Biden administration and how much of that will be for future use. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. So we do want to dig a little deeper on all of this. And uh, one of my favorite strategists, uh, not just Democratic strategists, although that's how he's often introduced. Joe Trippi is a longtime Democratic strategist. I just think he's one of the great strategic thinkers when it comes to politics in the country. Of course, he uh, ran uh, Howard Dean for president campaign, also uh, former Alabama Senator Doug Jones campaign. And most important, is the host of that Trippy Show podcast. And he joins us now to help us break it all down. Joe, thanks for joining us on a Friday. Uh, always good to be with you, Luke. So as as you look at this, uh, some of these reports coming out in terms of the vice president and her role, uh, it's been uh, one in the spotlight, out of the spotlight, uh, big presence, little presence. Uh, what is your assessment of these uh, first nine or ten months uh, in office for the vice president? How is she helping the administration? How is she helping her future prospects? Well, a lot of vice presidents, including uh, uh, Vice President Harris, uh, are doing a lot, obviously, behind the scenes, as you point out. Um, and, and the the only thing that matters, uh, I, I think, is uh, is she helping you know uh, the the Biden agenda succeed? Um, and it, you know, it's it, obviously you see with infrastructure and uh, reconciliation and what's happening on the Hill right now but with. Uh, progressive and moderate wings of the party, it's going to take everybody, including Vice President Harris, to, to help uh, uh, pull the votes together to, to get it done. There just simply aren't any, isn't much help going to come from the Republican Party, or uh, not in the Senate in particular with McConnell. So I think, look, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a tough, uh, but I think she's doing a lot of the work, like, like I said, building uh, – uh, relationships and trying to help uh, the president get the votes that he, that he needs to get his agenda through. Yeah, 
And as you look at it from uh, strictly from the Democratic standpoint, uh, obviously they're behind closed doors with President Biden sure. right now. Uh, but what has the vice president's role been in these negotiations? Is she more helpful bringing some of those uh, more progressive uh, wing of the party together? Can she reach across to the moderates? So what what does her role seem to be as it relates well, to, to Congress? I think, look, when you don't have when you you literally have all 50 Republicans in the Senate or, you know, the, or, you know, the tie uh, voting no on 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 all this so far, uh, at least uh, it, you know, or, or, or pretty clear that's what's going to happen. So the compromises have to happen between, uh, you know, Democrats have to compromise. That, that means somebody who can reach into the progressive wing and talk them um, and help talk them to find some middle ground. The same with reaching across to moderates. I think both Biden and uh, Harris are a pretty unique team. Um, that, that was that was able to attract vo- enough of voters across the spectrum to to, to win um, the the presidency and vice presidency, uh, you know, and, and I think they they again in in combination can reach to those two sides and try to bring them to to some middle ground, whether that's going to be two point one trillion or you know what how this will work out, but it's not going to be because progressive stayed and cement it at one number and, and moderates in the party state and cement at the other. It's going to be Joe Biden, I, I think, pulling some of the moderates uh, to, to, uh, to up a little bit. And, yes, I think Kamala has some ability, hopefully, uh, to reach into the progressive and some moderate. She's, she was regarded by both, uh, particularly in the Senate, um, uh, and, and I think in the House she has some pull with with some of the progressives that you're going to have to, 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 you know, to compromise. Look, one of the things that I think is incumbent, you know, when you start talking about her future as vice president uh, and what her future might be, it, none of it matters if the Biden agenda doesn't succeed. I mean, when, no, very few vice presidents, in fact, I think only Dan Quayle um, in the modern era have been denied their party's nomination um, if they decide to run for president of the United States, I mean, you, you know, Al Gore, George right. Herbert Walker Bush, uh, you, you know, they, they, Walter Mondi. I mean, you can go back. Every VP who's who's uh, run gets their party's nomination. You can even argue that Quayle didn't really run, so he, he may that one aberration may not count. But but then the key is, can you win? Can you win? Uh, so you're going to get your party's nomination. I don't think any of this, like networking with liberal activists, has anything to do with strengthening herself. She's the vice president. You know, they, they, like I said, they aren't denied nominations. The thing that matters is, was it successful? Did you yeah. get the country's infrastructure built? Did did people did we come out of COVID? Is the economy moving? And and in that sense, you know, George Herbert Walker Bush came out of vice president out of a very popular uh, Reagan administration, obviously. Um, Al Gore, come, you know, VP gets the nomination, but, you know, it's a mixed, uh, uh, you know, nowhere near um, the strength that Reagan, you know, the, the, the yeah. coming out the launch pad of Reagan for, for Bush, Gore doesn't make it. So the, 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 real, the real thing here, uh, I think, is, She's got her oar in the water. She's going to do everything she can um, to move the Biden agenda forward and succeed because 
Otherwise, you get a you know later on, great, you didn't it didn't work, and you get the nomination. Um, but um, that's about all you get if you're if you come out of an you know Walter Mondale coming out of Carter. Yeah. Uh, we got I was with Mondale. We got cranked. I mean, <laughs> so you have to you have to succeed. Uh, we're only a year in. Uh, it's obvious obviously a very rough time for the country and and any administration. Uh, would have a, uh, be having a tough time right now, uh, but we're a long way off from uh, her being on the ballot again, uh, uh, you know, in the future. Yeah, and I, I think you're so right. The uh, the results are going to be what, what matter. And uh, was, as we mentioned, the president is behind closed door with the Democratic caucus uh, in, in the House side of the building. And I wish we could be a fly on the wall for that. You've experienced some of those uh, Interesting. Some people have said, you know, it's it's disarray and it's all of those uh, contentious things. And but I I have to love what uh, Representative Huffman from California said. He called it eloquent ambiguity. Was the, was the <laughs> word of the day? You've been in some of these kinds of of meetings yeah. before. Well, what do you think's going on uh, behind the closed doors now? I, a lot of a lot of wrangling. I mean, look, this is what democracy looks like. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, you have to. Usually, by the way, it's. Uh, uh, haggling between the two parties uh, to find some compromise. Uh, I think the reason this is so um, contentious is because there are, there, there are very few of any Republicans at, at this stage, uh, particularly on these issues, uh, that are that are are willing to to move at all, other than just going to you know go to vote McConnell hold McConnell's uh, you know no vote. So that that really means that for, the, for I think the first time in a long time, what you're seeing is, you know, one party having to negotiate with itself mm. um, to get to get something done, and that that does mean yes, that that, that wings of, of, of a party that um, you know that that um, you know want to hold fast to to their number or, or you know their idea. Uh, are going to have to are going to have to find compromise. Otherwise, this will all fall apart. Uh, there won't be an infrastructure bill. Uh, and I, I think again, getting back to to Vice President Harris, uh, I mean, forget about the ramifications that has for the for the country. I'm just talking politically. Yeah. That's not that that's failure is not an option here. Not for Joe Biden. Not for Kamala Harris. Uh, not for the for the Democratic Party. Um, and so I do think uh, I don't know what's going on in that room. <laughs> Probably a lot of screaming, but uh, but I do think uh, in the end, um, you know, uh, the math will out, and that means they'll you know they'll they'll find the votes, the number uh, on the on the uh, reconciliation bill in particular uh, that they can you know that everybody in the room can finally agree on. Um, I'm sure it won't be 3.5. I'm sure it won't be, you know, the the low the lower number um, that Manchin has uh, has thrown out there. It'll probably be somewhere, you know, somewhere uh, in the middle, and you know, maybe maybe more towards the moderate wing. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, I think that haggling is going on right now. All right, fascinating stuff. Joe Trippi, a great Democratic strategist, great political strategist, great thinker. Always appreciate you joining us on the show. Have a great weekend. Uh, thanks. Great to be with you. Take all care. right. Uh, again, really fascinating stuff. We're going to continue to follow all of it here on KSL News Radio. Some great insight uh, from Joe Trippi in terms of how things are being positioned within the Democratic Party uh, on these critical negotiations around spending uh, and the reconciliation bill. Much more to come on KSL News Radio. Think again.
with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.